This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of The Joy Challenge. Discover the ancient secret to experiencing worry-defeating, circumstance-defying happiness. Written by pastor and best-selling author Randy Frazee and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Christianity Today, you're listening to Music and Meaning with Charlie Peacock. Songwriting and producing involves a lot of uncertainty. It's a speculation business. It's mostly solitary work or work done with just a few people, a band, a creative partner or two. You're in a living room, a garage, a studio, and you create this thing, this song. But you're not making it to stay in the basement or the bonus room. What you want as a songwriter and producer is to get it in front of an audience and let them hear it. See if it clicks, goes deep, finds the heart, meets the need. If you're fortunate enough to make a living in music, there's a progression to these things. One day you write a song that works, and whoever hears it just gets it. And you know you're on to something because it clicks. And then maybe you make a proper recording and goes out into the world and it works on the radio and on the internet and all the streaming and everywhere you go. People are talking about that song. Hey, have you heard the new fill in the blank? And then one day, especially in my day, you realize you've clicked your way to a hit, a bona fide smash. You've made it to the top of the billboard charts. There's no feeling like getting inside the top 40 in your particular genre. I've been there in practically every possible artistic capacity in many genres, from folk to rock, gospel and pop, even jazz, once. Mostly I have some great artists to thank for taking me along for the ride, beginning with Amy Grant and Every Heartbeat in the summer of 1991, all the way up to the Civil Wars at number one, on the Billboard Top 200 in the summer of 2013. As a songwriter and producer, you start asking how it happens. Who doesn't want to repeat it? You look for themes and patterns, what makes a song go from good to great and from great to iconic. And while there's no formula, despite what you might hear in some corners of the internet, there are some common themes and there's best practices, if you will. Great songs feel like you're looking inside someone's head and heart and what you see and feel, their desires, fears, regrets, and flaws are as common as the air we breathe. The gift of some of our better artists is the ability to share those common experiences in ways that sound brand new, 
and oh-so-familiar all at the same time. For anyone who's read the Bible, a certain amount of self-disclosure is familiar. But there is one church father who, more than any other, taught Christians how to open their hearts and really expose what's going on inside. His name is Augustine, Saint Augustine. There are few characters in Christian church history more idiosyncratic, transparent, and baffling than Saint Augustine of Hippo. As for Hippo, think Algeria in North Africa, right between Morocco and Tunisia, a stone's throw from Italy in the city's Rome and Milan, where Augustine would eventually end up, but not before residing in Carthage, Tunisia, one of the most affluent and influential cities of the classical world. In short, the Greco-Roman hotbed of a whole lot of history, mythology, and philosophy still impacting us today. Speaking of ongoing impact, Augustine, like Plato, is an ancient thinker whose influence refuses to go out of style. His doctrine of original sin and just war theory are as relevant and urgent now as when he first articulated them. But let's rewind. Augustine also wrote Confessions, a no-detail, too-personal tell-all on himself. It includes his every august and salacious thought, the fruit of a brain that could not be silenced nor a body that denied itself any pleasure. He was a rock star, the Kendrick Lamar of his time, not missing a beat in the rhythm of his verbose revelations, a spiritual maverick whose confessions were as raw and real as any lyric from today's Top 40. To many, Augustine represents the quintessential prodigal. Debased and self-absorbed, he is the restless, chronic thinker, pleasure seeker who hits bottom. The gospel of Jesus is on offer, the prodigal believes, and conversion is one and done. His journey ends with home. Here's where we naturally insert Augustine's most famous quote. You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. Now, for Christians, this makes for a great summary, but it hardly describes the story, the lyric to Augustine's epic song that is his confessions. This summary is a hooky chorus. The big story is in the verses. Contemporary philosopher James K.A. Smith called his book On the Road with St. Augustine a road trip with a prodigal who's already been where you think you need to go. Whose heart isn't prodigal, Smith asks in true Socratic style. One of the gifts Augustine offers, he says, is a spirituality for realists. Conversion is not a solution, a magical transport home. Got it. Conversion isn't about escaping the journey. It's about changing how you roll. Arts and literature have always held up a mirror to how we roll on the road. Jack Kerouac and Willie Nelson aside for a moment. I mean the road of the whole of life, every aspect. Every longing, desire, and dream, broken and beautiful, selfish and open-handed, all of it. Had Augustine been alive in the 1970s with a bit of musical talent, 
He'd be in the company of such truth-or-nothing singer-songwriters as Jackson Brown, Nina Simone, J.D. Souther, Bob Dylan, Gil Scott Heron, Nick Drake, and Joni Mitchell. Back then, there were hundreds of confessional songwriters. Like Augustine's confessions, they told stories on themselves and the world as they saw it. In a kind of repentance, they came clean, confessing to love lost and found incidents and accidents while leveling a full-scale lyrical assault on the creativity-killing, freedom-denying status quo. Today, the times they have a change. Gone are the Western literary illusions and brainy poetry-based lyrics, mostly. There's always an exception, and I don't hear many lyrics that take on the status quo, either. Songwriters are still more apt to fight for their right to party than fight the political parties that deny their neighbors freedom. Again, the times they have changed. Even so, isn't there more of the talking heads same as it ever was than not? I'm imagining Augustine sitting next to me right now, wearing a pair of decidedly dope Apple EarPod headphones and listening in to the top 40. Dude has traded his parchments for playlists. What does he hear? How close are our confessions to his own? That's what I want to know. Play me the hits, he says. I'm old school. I don't want to rely on the algorithm. Not for this. So I go to the source, the Billboard Top 40. I pull it up on my phone and I tell him to read the song titles and just pick a few to go all Augustinian on. He scans with his eyes and then he points to Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. Listening, I can't help but think of Augustine's confession about his voracious promiscuity. I came to Carthage, he says, to the center of a skillet where outrageous love affairs hissed all around me. He admits partaking in what he called putrid rutting. In today's language, that would just be rotten sex, using others for our own pleasure and then discarding them. Here's a sample of Rodrigo's vampire lyric. This could easily be the voice of Augustine's girlfriend, the one who gave birth to a son and then was later sidelined after 14 years so that Augustine might have an arranged marriage with a young teenage girl. I used to think I was smart, but you made me look so naive. The way you sold me for parts as you sunk your teeth into me. Oh, blood sucker fame, bleeding me dry like a vampire is so convincing. How do you lie without flinching? Speaking of his girlfriend, he laments. She went back to Africa, vowing to God that she would never know another man. What he doesn't say is, the abstinence challenged Augustine immediately took another mistress. Then in just over a year, he did a full 180 and converted to Catholicism. Augustine ditched his engagement with the arranged marriage, quit his job, went all in on a chastity vow, and headed off to a monastery. As brilliant and transparent as he was, Augustine's theology refused to allow for lust and fidelity to occupy the same grace-filled space. His fear? He called it involuntary arousal. His solution? Well, sex is for procreation only. Oops. A stark reminder how much 
our own brokenness can shape our theology. So this outsized church father, Augustine, who's still getting pressed today, had some half-baked grace-deficient ideas. Next song. Perfect. We don't have to look any further on the top 40 to find a similar view of God and grace in the lyrics of I Need a Favor from Jelly Roll, the country artist, not the pastry. To his credit, Jelly Roll is borrowing a page from the truth to self and God ethos of Augustine's own confessions. Listen. I only talk to God when I need a favor, and I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I? Who the hell am I to expect a savior if I only talk to God when I need a favor? But God, I need a favor. I know amazing grace, but I ain't been living them words. Swear I spend most Sundays drunk off my ass than I have in church. Hardcover King James only been saving dust on the nightstand. And I don't know what to say by the time I fold my hands. Yeah, I owe you more than one, and beggars can't be choosers. But I'll pay for all I've done, just please don't let me lose her. I only talk to God when I need a favor, and I only pray when I ain't got a prayer. So who the hell am I, and who the hell am I, to expect a savior if I only talk to God when I need a favor? Apart from the language style, is there really much difference between Jelly Roll and Augustine? You tell me. Check out Augustine's prayer from 1,600 years ago. And scholars, take note. I'm going to tinker with the translation and the length of this quote a bit to make it sing for the modern ear. I haven't loved you lately. Oh, beauty so ancient and so new. I haven't loved you lately. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would have not been at all. Then you called, you shouted, and you broke through my deafness. You touched me, and I burned for your peace. Would Jelly Roll sing his own confession if he had not once been touched and known God's peace? Like Augustine, Jelly Roll has been distracted by creative things that would not exist without the Creator. He's done wrong and has risked losing the one he loves. Will God do him a solid and give him a favorable outcome in his love life? I have no clue. I would say this, though. You go talking to God like this in public, you're likely going to hear from him. Down on your knees or at the top of the charts, or maybe in both places at once, grace does its thing at all elevations. Even when we're standing on a mountaintop, trophy in hand, enthralled by our greatness. In the song First Person Shooter by Drake featuring J. Cole, the lyric goes, I love a dinner with some fine women when they start debating about who to go. I'm like, go on ahead, say it then. Who to go? Who you really rooting for? Like a kid that act bad from January to November? It's just you and Cole. Big as a what? Big as a Super Bowl. You talking to a real goat. Real goat. Bragging about oneself as the goat, the greatest of all time, lives at the molecular level of rap and hip-hop's 50-year history. Pride is molecular to the human family. 
As with the other examples, Augustine is no stranger to this science. I love to be loved, he said, which has been echoed a thousand times, maybe most nakedly by Kanye West when he said, I love you like Kanye loves Kanye. After his spiritual awakening, Augustine was haunted by his hubris. He called his intellectual arrogance a torrent of human custom. You swept me along with you, he wrote, when I was but a little boy and carried me away to such depths of vice. I was proud of my sins and I said to myself, I am not like the others. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Ironically, many songs have used Nothing New Under the Sun as a title, including those by Taylor Swift and the 80s hitmaker Thomas Dolby. Speaking of Taylor, in her song Cruel Summer, she gets reeled in by a charmer, not unlike bad boy Augustine in his rutting phase. Listen. Beep a dream high in the quiet of the night, you know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price, you know that I bought it. Killing me slow out the window, always waiting for you to be waiting below. Taylor, head over heels, professes true love, only to be met with a lover grinning like a devil. He's got a short shelf life, though. The only thing on offer here is a cruel summer. The only thing worse than a cruel summer is a cruel life. Tracy Chapman's 1988 hit song, Fast Car, speaks to this very topic. Country music star Luke Combs brought the song back for another round and another massive hit in 2023. I asked Nashville recording artist Ruby Amanfu if she wouldn't mind closing out our session with Augustine by singing her version of Fast Car. You got a fast car I want a ticket to anywhere Maybe we make a deal Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better You got a fast car is it fast enough so you can fly away? You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights lay out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped round my shoulder And I, I Had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. While the rhythms ebb and flow and the arc of melodies change, the human heart in all its complexity, wonder, yearning, glory, and shame remains much the same. There's an aching desire to be known and heard. There's an authentic quest for the divine, a search for meaning in the ordinary, and a relentless hope that something or someone is trustworthy. All of this, Augustine would say, reveals the image of God in all of us. Aren't these hit songs more like modern psalms? 
revealing the state of the contemporary soul, one still restless, in need of a favor, a kind touch, a little love and peace, some respect, equality, and justice. Augustine serves to remind us we need not be stuck in the fruit of our worst choices, that we can change and grow. But the lyric of his life also reveals that no one, no superstar, no early architect of the Christian church, no one gets through this life unscarred without a story. So thank God for grace. You've been listening to Music and Meeting with Charlie Peacock, a CT Media original podcast. Until we meet again, listen deeply and watch for the interaction of honest confessions and grace. It'll be happening all around you. Every song has a story, and every story has something to tell us about ourselves, our time, and our world. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast, two clergy of different traditions. Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you in part by the Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries Podcast. Do you want to grow in your influence? Bow's episodes feature tips for leaders of any kind, from mentoring one woman to leading a ministry. Browse Bow's podcast at beyondordinarywomen.org.